Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. Welcome to this episode of the Brains Magazine podcast and today it's great to have a fellow countryman that I get to interview. We've been going to Scandinavia, we're going over to the Americas. It's great to have somebody here in the UK that we can uh, do this podcast with and today we have Naraz Bahari in the house. Uh, Naraz is the founder and director of City and Commercial Insurance Company. Naraz, how are you today? You well? I'm good, thanks. Good. Good. I'm looking forward to spending the next 30 minutes uh, chatting with you about about everything to do with business, uh, your journey, some of your success. Uh, There were certain things about you and what you've achieved I was really uh, impressed by. So I'm looking forward to kind of maybe diving in a little deeper and and finding out a little bit of your journey there, Naraz. But the first kind of question that I want to ask you is, what is it like being an MD and founder of two successfully run businesses? What's that like? Um, it's certainly a good feeling to have, but the journey is not necessarily the the easiest one. And um, you know, you if you look at running one business on its own is difficult. So having um, multiple businesses is always a challenge and uh, sometimes you can't give the the, the the necessary time what you've got to give to your your family for yourself um but um definitely it's worth the sacrifice at the end of the day uh, it's definitely not a 10 to 5 or 9 8 to 5 job uh, it's a 24 7 you are you've got to have the hands on the pulse of the business to make sure you are ready to act and react when when it's necessary to uh, to take control and uh, deal with any any issues um nobody needs us when things are going good especially just like um being a founder being a ceo or managing director um nobody needs us when things are going smooth as possible because people only need me need us when things go wrong and um so uh, it's always firefighting absolutely yeah that's your role <laughs> to be honest do you, do you find the pressure, Naraz, in 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 running two businesses? How many people do you have like working for you, and or do you do you tend to thrive like under the pressure? Um, um, running a business is not as um in a in a situation as as much as pressure as as a as facing you on a on a on a camera. <laughs> for me, that's all I do <laughs> from my age of uh, twenty two. So that's. Pretty much as the time passes, by you get experience, but um, um, it's a bit of a nerve wracking. Probably my I'm not used to coming in for this kind of podcast or interview, so um, it's a great experience. Absolutely. Just wondering yeah. how many people uh, work for you, and and what like, it sounds like it's interesting, isn't it? How you can manage two successful businesses mm-hmm. and actually doing a doing a podcast actually is it may be more challenging and more uncomfortable than it is to to manage a business it just goes to show that we only have to be good at one thing we don't have to be good at everything absolutely not um, um to answer the question um, we employ we are in four different countries and we employ 200 people globally 
and uh, probably uh, eight or nine different uh, uh, departments within the within the group of businesses. And um, yeah, so pretty much um, if you look at our insurance industry, we pretty much manage the whole chain from underwriting, claims, handling, um, sales, distribution, everything. We got each business specialized in each area. And uh, fortunately, we have um, each uh, managers and experts who handle each department, uh, which uh, grown within the business. Uh, it's um, some of them we have to hire externally, but majority of them is been um, uh, developed within the group, uh, within the company when we were a from the two, three, five man uh, business uh, ten years ago. Yeah. Amazing. So sounds like you have a real good culture in terms of, you know, starting small, developing your team, creating the right culture, developing from within, which I think is really important. You know, we hear about succession leadership, which is who are you investing in to bring up uh, to level to be able to lead and guide other uh, parts of the department, uh, which is really important. Uh, I know that you love negotiating. I know at the heart of a, a lot of what you do around acquisition, etc., uh, what do you love most about negotiating, Naraz, and, and why do you feel you are really good at it? Um, to do anything good in life, you've got to feel, believe in yourself. You've got to be good at it. <laughs> Otherwise, that is, you won't get the best out of you. Um, uh, but at the same time, I do believe that I'm not the best or I'm not the worst, somewhere in between. God knows where we are, but um, with the skills what we have, you have to believe in yourself and uh, and, and 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 what difference we can make uh, to the companies and also the people around that uh, target company. Um, that we can actually what difference we can make as long as you can convince uh, convince the other side. Then um, it's not just about money. Um, it, it always, it's all about um, what. For example, a company which is a kind of 20 people company uh, turning over a couple of million pounds, if you are targeting those, um, if you're looking to acquire those companies, this company, um, definitely you are not negotiating just with the owner of that company, unless and until those individuals who are within that business, either 20 of them or at least 15 of them, don't, can, don't, don't believe in you. Um, or your 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 vision and your com- your your culture, then you don't have a chance in managing or kind of bringing in that company to your group of companies. Um, so it's all about coming across confident and also as as good as possible to the other side. Absolutely, um, yeah. So confidence, confidence, and self belief not only in yourself, but also in your team. And, and obviously your product and service is, is really important, isn't it? In order to be able to negotiate and have almost like the credibility and I guess something in the bank, not just literally speaking, but just reputation is everything in business, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the thing um, in this uh, day and age, uh, we live in a digital world and um, reputation is key for everything if you're hiring a new a person they always look at your background they always look at the company and your background who they're working for it's not like uh, just the money all the time and um, you know in this world that's that's where <laughs> in the digital world this is where we are this is what we this is how the world is going heading yeah yeah you said earlier about how like it's important to be good at, at what you love and, and love what you what you're good at 
what is it about telecoms and the telecoms industry that that you really love so much? What is it about that industry that really appeals to you? Yeah, um, my early days of my um, on when I was developing my entrepreneurial mindset. I I born in India in a in a in a small village um, where I grew up, and for my higher education, I moved to. Um, a city called Bangalore, which is uh, in India for my engineering. Um, during those times, have you, um, I don't know, I'm sure you have come across the company Reliance um, Telecom, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, they launched the telecom and they started giving away these handsets for a, a, a rupees, which is a penny uh, in, 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 in the, when they first launched when people don't even know what is mobile phones, most of the because you know in a country like a developing country like India, but um, we always I was intrigued. How do they make money here, giving away a, a handset for a pound? But then I understand the people are making money while you sleep. <laughs> you know, people making calls, and uh, there is definitely a, a profit can be made. So that kind of fascinated me. So I always wanted to when I uh, came, came to UK to further my education and I finished my education. So I always wanted to, to get into that. That stuck in my brain always. I wanted to have a, a telecoms business. Um, so that's how I started it. And um, yeah, and it is definitely didn't end up very nicely. It was probably, I was too early in my career, in my business career. So didn't didn't do very well. Probably one time, one day. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I think probably the destiny was insurance. Mm. yeah it's interesting isn't it how we go through moments in life where we we kind of experience a product or a service Uh, it gives us an idea or a blueprint of how we may want to do something in the future and that was really the catalyst for you and and it made you start to think and then the essence of business is really to solve a problem isn't it so you must have really identified like the problems first and then and then look to create solutions absolutely (laughs) You know, uh, you definitely got to identify the problem and 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 find a solution and offer that solution to the to the public in order to, for them to believe in your product um, and and consume your product, of course, um, because they are going to be parting with their hard-earned money too. <laughs> so that's not going to be an easy 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 um, uh, decision or easy process. So um, I think, and when when it comes to entrepreneurship, one thing um, we always um, Need to make sure we understand ourselves. You've got to, you've got to be a good salesman. You've got to sell um, your product. You've got to sell your idea. You've got to sell your vision. Everything. It's a, it's a sales process. And um, yeah, and and if you look at all the big successful companies around the globe, they they they're, they're leaders. They all all are a one way or the other. They're a good salespeople. Absolutely. Now, what one of your companies is called Smart Cover, and it has over four point five stars. On Trustpilot, that really kind of got my attention, Naraz. So, congratulations on that. Is this is this something that you are particularly proud of? Because for me, that's a, a really good marker. Absolutely, it is indeed. Definitely a kind of um, you know, even though we're doing smart. If you look at smart cover, the product lines are very, very probably under a ten pounds. But we at the same time within the our corporate office in London, we sell policies which are hundreds of thousands of millions. But the feeling you get, because that's the kind of a small ticket product, but that makes a huge difference in people's life when they need it. Once they, uh, once you see those good reviews, it makes um, makes you feel proud of the differences 
you can make into the into the into other people's life um and for people to kind of believe in you and and uh, believe in your product and services it's a great feeling yeah yeah i know that you were saying that when you were you you obviously grew up in india and you, you talked a little bit about how people were selling like mobile phones for like a pound how they're making money um and obviously that talks a little bit about vision why do you believe uh, naraz that that vision is so important to establish a successful business um it is your vision based on your vision you create your business strategy from the business strategy you create your business plan if you look at the 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 high level mid mid level and the and the and the junior level staff members the junior level member staff actually i don't want to call it staff members associates they kind of um, they should understand the business plan what are we why are we selling this what and and why are we selling for or, or providing a service to the customers because selling is one process providing a service is another one if this doesn't corroborate to each other the value of the product doesn't corroborate to the level of service what we are providing you don't have a sound business there so people that is in a way why the price is x why we are actually providing this level of service people should understand that that is derived from the business strategy and the business strategy is derived from the vision so uh, not necessarily everybody within your business should know your your um, your strategy, but people should know your vision as well as your business plan, which is very, very important. And um, in order to make sure you align, you strategize your business. Why there are two, three different ways to reach Liverpool Street from where I'm talking to you from. So end of the day, that's the destination. Um, but sometimes, you know, things there are hurdles on the way. We have to make a different way, um, find a different way. Yeah. Yeah, alignment that you really yeah. stood out to me there, being aligned with with yeah. your your own vision, your own plan. Uh, what what problem are you solving? All the all those important things uh, that you mentioned. Um, why do you strongly believe in offering first class service? Obviously, the four point five stars on Trustpilot. A lot of that is to do it with service and first class service in particular. What why do you strongly believe in offering? first-class service to your clients and how how do we all do better at serving our clients in a better way you got some thoughts on that um i mean number one you've got to have the uh the, the plan to provide the first class service in the first place then you should learn from the mistakes and shortfalls you made in order to to to, to provide that uh, uh that, that good and first class service why is it important? The reason why, because without <laughs> people won't buy your number one pro product unless and until you're providing a good service in this day and age. Um, so that is a business reason why you should provide a good service or a first class service. Number one. Number two, um, you know, yes, we all actually do a, um, a decent um, enough work, but what is the metrics which makes you set aside from the rest of the competition that's that, that one element that first class service i always tell to my my colleagues providing the first class service is very 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 important probably i don't know pretty much every other day i i speak to my colleagues and we we discuss about the importance of why we should actually provide that good service sometimes we cannot deliver 
uh, the service as we expect or as we wanted, because there are a lot of moving parts within the um, within 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 the within within any business process, right? Sometimes things go out of our control, but we got to learn from the mistakes and 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 and, and, and see this is this. If you, if you carry on doing this, there is a mistake can happen. We've got to make sure we have the plan two, um, yeah, and um, plan B in order to uh, address those shortfalls. Yeah, yeah. So really important to have. I think there's a terminology called like yeah. aces in places where you have like uh, key parts of your company and business where you've got key people that are almost customer obsessed they kind of understand the flow and the journey of of a business and then able to put more detail in do you, is there something in your companies that you really kind of pride yourself in when it comes to first class service is there something that you are really proud of one thing me and my other co-directors are very proud of <clears throat> within the <clears throat> sorry when you say what <clears throat> providing a first class service all the medium of communication is really important for example, speaking to the customers, either by phone or by email, telephone, text message, you name it. Because we live in a, in a world where people hate speak to, talking to each other, like they love texting, but uh, all kind of messaging. Um, so we should actually cater for all this digital medium uh, as possible. But while doing all of this, um, we sometimes tend to forget about the vulnerable customers within, the, within our community. Um, even though I launched the start of the company in 2011, we were the first one to, 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 to create a vulnerable customer policy in association with Alzheimer's Society. We were the first one in the, um, I, I, I'm pretty confident that we were the first one really checking the list on financial services. We were the first one who registered this um, to Alzheimer's Society and, and signing up to the charter. And we had an ambassador within the, um, within the organization who actually, you know, always within our meetings and, and discussions, we always um, have, we always have a representative within the organization who actually, even though the rest of us forget about it, that's his job, make sure his or her job <clears throat> to make sure we make the decision um, based on everybody, which is um, including the vulnerable customers. Yeah, so that is that one thing which we are proud of. Number one, we were we didn't have many customer based, or we were not making enough money for us to kind of make that decision at that early stage in our business. But we still decided to to do that because that was the right right thing to do. Even if we if we turn over a couple of billion pounds of turnover, if somebody asks that question, I'll definitely say that is that is that is one thing which I'm proud of, which I which we have done. Yeah, amazing. So, so looking at your journey then, Naraz, where would you say this entrepreneurial spirit has come from? You know, to successfully run two businesses is, is quite an achievement to have many people working for you. Um, where has this entrepreneurial flair within you come from, do you believe? It's very few. I don't have nobody within my family who has actually run business. Um, I would say one thing, the fear for failure is one thing is actually... Um, drives me the most and the flair comes from because you wanted to really succeed in life but when you're working for somebody not necessarily they are they want to believe in your believe in you or your idea sometimes it may come across as very uh, crazy but you've got to be uh, you you want you to be in control of your own um 
your your own destiny and your because you don't want to fail in life. If you're working working for someone else, you end up in in taking the benefit, also the the negativity or the po- um, which actually come at the back of someone else um, uh, decision making process, um, which you don't want to be uh, there. So that's the reason why I thought I just wanted to be in control. I, I, I like it's not that I hate working for someone. That is not the case. But at the same time, I don't want I want to be in control of. Um, of the destiny, so I can make the mistakes. I can learn from the mistakes and and move ahead in 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 my life. And I can um, make some changes in people around you who believe in you. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So a fear of failure really driving you. And 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 would you say that you feel like you've reached a point where you feel successful, Naraz, or or is there something within you that's still got an itch? No, I I, really, I definitely don't think I have actually. Um, uh, I don't have that feeling yet. No, yeah, um, definitely not. <laughs> it's something. I mean, yeah. And what what do you feel like you need to get to in order to to feel that? If I get at least a hundred people within my organization who crossed the ten years of their working life, I would say um, I have actually achieved that. Um, that kind of uh, that success in 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 entrepreneurship or business career is um I tell you why because at the moment we are two hundred people and probably if you look at probably ten of them ten of us have actually been with me in the journey of uh, with me for ten years so if I can actually give that hundred mark probably that may be a good kind of a scale for me to to understand how many people in my career believe in me and actually. I managed to convince them and, and I was able to make a difference in their life. I wow. think that's a kind of, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it, Mark? But um, No, not weird. Not uh, weird. It, it's fascinating for me because we're all motivated and we're all driven by something. We all get up in the morning for one reason or, reason or another. And it's interesting to me that actually your idea of success, which for me, everybody has an, a right to define it for themselves, that actually it's you bringing people along with you that yeah. actually is what makes you feel the most successful. It isn't actually about making just Naraz successful, but it's actually about uh, the, the community and the people that work for you successful, Absolutely. which is beautiful. Yeah, I think, I think most of the people within the organization know that. They got that message. It's it's a, within, within our organization, you see them, either people work with us for the first six months, otherwise... They carry on for years and years and years. That's what I don't know. It's, it's uh, yeah, um, it's a, it's a bit of a weird one, but um, hopefully we will um, we will try to because end of the day, always we think you you have that within you which says yes, Nurasi can do it. You are the best. But always we look at when you are a twenty five year old, you think oh look back and when I was twenty oh what a stupid I was. When you do you have the same process. When you are 30, you look back at 25. Whatever mistakes I've done. Oh, when you're 35, you look back. So it's always your better version of you after five years. But the the the, the, the people who who back me definition of the definition of success hasn't changed um, from my beginning of my business career. Yeah, that's, that's great. Now, I know that you love to acquire businesses. I wondered whether it's an addiction for you, uh, Naraz, uh, to acquire businesses. Would you say it's an addiction or just something that you just love doing? Uh, it is definitely an, um, an, a concept addiction, but it's definitely, um, 
I love doing because whenever we um, whenever we see a business which is not being run properly, and um, you know there is uh, there can we can make money there. We know that we can actually make the um, we can make it because they are sitting on a lot of assets. It could be some technology, it could be some custom base, it could be some people, it could be some other resources. But some of them, people get. Um, People see that every day. They don't realize and appreciate the value of that. As a third-party third person, when you go and look at this on the bird's eye view, right, that is good. That is not that great. But that we can, we have something else within our organization. We can fix it. Um, and um, and you 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 kind of set in your mind, um, yeah, that is um, that can that can work. We can actually uh, bring in this business to our organization and uh, make it a success. You know that feeling once you've done that process and. Uh, Sometimes you can't do much about it. It could be some assets within the organization we could actually take within your organization and uh, move on. But end of the day, we have actually um, didn't let that business go to fail. But at the same time, we made something out of it. That brand survives the people who, the good people who are within that organization also come to the, the larger group. And um, they are able to do much better than what they've been doing all this all those years because of the um, resources and the exposure what we have so overall that feeling you know we have actually turned that around and made it a success that that is good feeling to have so it, it, yeah it, i love doing that i i I'm always look at businesses which are distressed that i think that's something which we are good at mm. yeah. excellent and and what's next for you? Do you think as as we're about to enter into twenty twenty three, what what's next? Um, what next? Um, is definitely we are focusing more on the commercial insurance space. I think uh, we have actually managed to get our retail business being uh, we got a strong management team, and uh, who can actually manage the entire process, which is pretty much in the last two three months. I've started giving. Um, people have taken the responsibility and it's actually um, kind of can actually kind of work on an autopilot mode I would say for me not for the for the business as it, as it is um, and uh, um, and our focus for the next year would be to move on to the um, corporate insurance space as well as the insurtech space we have recently acquired an insurtech company specialized in um, in 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 the rental space, um, which is uh, called um, um, Redbox with a double D, and um, and and, and uh, we are going to, to to make some radical change changes within the company as well as increasing, um, you know, making the tech do more than what it is at the moment. And definitely, there is a gap in the market in the rental space with our retail of home warranty and home insurance sector. With the rental one, I think that's kind of in 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 a, probably around sixty percent of the of the areas within the um, two different organizations there is um, matches so that means one can complement the other yeah excellent that's one thing uh, when you are acquiring a company we should hundred percent make sure that can complement the rest of the business and mm. you can complement that business that's that's very very important yeah that's that's smart that it that it doesn't deviate too much from the key offering and and you're adding additional components so you've got a nice flow through from from your current Absolutely. customer base so that's well said um as we bring this into land then naraz how do people find out more about you and your company and if you've got anything 
that you want to say that that we haven't mentioned, uh, then then go ahead and, and share that. Yeah, hey, um, if you wanted to learn more about our group business, um, head to cityandcommercial.com, um, where we can actually see the, the entire cost of our business journey, as well as all the areas and services we say areas of business we are in, also in the areas of business um, and services we offer. Um, yeah, so if you are a corporate, if you are looking to create your own um, your own captive insurance model, we can actually offer you uh, that with the with the with the technology as well as with the uh, use of technology as well as with the boots on the ground where we have um, offices in in Guernsey as well as in Bermuda where we can offer this solution, and um, that's one uh, one of the products which we'll be pushing um, ahead in the next year and and, and beyond. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you for taking the time to join me on the Brains Magazine podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Max Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.